it's anime is weird because like it can be funny and cute and whatever, but like when it wants to get horrific, it does it like that. And all of a sudden you're going from like, yeah. you know, Nabor like getting thrown by a panda and laughing about shopping for clothes to niggas lighting on fire and like AOA, that's a triple play. New episodes of Kim Way. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, 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 what's up? And that's it. It's just Isaiah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. So today we are talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. Episode six, this one's called Heavy Rain. Um, Good amount to talk about this episode um, in terms of like prediction wise, where we think this is going, because there's a lot of setup, I would say, and explaining Um, a lot of comedy, in my personal opinion. And, you know, we're I'm excited, especially to see where these characters are going to go from here. Um, So if you guys like the discussion today, you like the content, you want to see our beautiful uh, faces, you can support us by hitting that like button, subscribing to the channel, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of today's episode, our discussion of it? What are your thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen as a whole and specifically this episode? We're looking forward to hearing those thoughts down below. Anyway, let's hop into this discussion. So like I said, um, kind of a, for me, it seemed like a setup episode. Um, I appreciated the... Um, well, actually, you know, first let's talk, let's talk about, you know, it from the order that we received it. And that is the, um, the first encounter we have with Sukuna and Itadori within, um, Sukuna's chamber actually, which is interesting because you'd think it'd be, you know, Itadori's mind, which he's like, is this my mind? He's like, well, kind of like, this is my, this is my realm actually. And I'm just kind of like chilling in your body. Like this is my house, right? Um, doesn't seem like a really well-kept place um, <laughs> at all. Uh, so I'm wondering, the more fingers that are consumed, maybe he, like, adds some, I don't know, tapestry to the walls or, like, something going on, maybe, like, lessening the blood Animal a little. Crossing yeah, <laughs> that's camp. what I'm thinking. I don't know. I would hope so because that just seems miserable to live in. But um, they basically make, you know, a contract against Itadori's will. And this was funny because we, again, really get to see how um, naive Itadori is, I would say. Um, you know, as are most of your generic anime shonen protagonists, um, when, you know, he's just, but he's like, he's got that confidence, which you just can't, it's not like cockiness, I would say. And it's like, it's hard to hate him type thing. You know, it's hard to be like, but you're always just, at least, I mean, Isaiah's making faces, but it's like, you well, get, yeah. you get it. You I know, would, I would say I don't hate him, but no, I, yeah. I wouldn't. It's definitely cocky, and I would actually so? argue that okay. he's a little too cocky for his own good. I mean, because he he has this like the moment that we're talking about where he like, you know, uh, he's talking with Sukuna, and and Sukuna's like, look, like it or not, like the best way to go about this relationship for us going forward, um, is making a pact. He's like, oh, it's the the sort of the foundation of all jujitsu uh, sorcery. Um, if you and I have a mutual agreement, and instead of like listening to anything he's saying because he's Itadori. He's like, what? No, this is my body. Get out of here. And then he's like, all right, fine. If you can kill me, then we'll go your way. And he's like, dude, please. And it's like, if you just take, if you just took a second to understand the scenario, like yeah. you're not really in the, the, the situation yeah. where you can be like, well, you can be, you don't even know what jujitsu sorcery is, my sure, nigga. And sure. this dude is like taking, is, can, can give you a second heart. Yeah. Like just take, you know what I mean? It's yeah, definitely yeah, cocky. Yeah. Again, I don't like, it's part of his, 
is part of the charm in the sure, anime sure. protagonist way, but um, I would definitely say it's a little cocky. I chalk it up to stupidness, personally, which, I mean, are both equally pretty yeah, bad in their own respect. The yeah, coin. two sides of the same coin, I guess. Uh, Itadori's just kind of an idiot when it comes to that. And it was, it was comical when he's like, you know, Sukuna's like, you know, Sukuna's like, all right, how do I make this, like, twist this into making it like it was his own choice type thing? And he's like, here's my ridiculous contract. Or he's like, hell no. And he's like, okay, what if we, what if, you know, we'll have this fight to the death, you know? And it's like, you know, it's like, you ever get like fooled when you were a kid, like the basketball court and someone's like, yo, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. I could get the ball in the hoop. And you'd be like, okay, you guys are standing across the court, right? And they walk up and they, they hit a layup. You know what I yeah, mean? It's yeah. like, all I said was I had to get it in, right? It was like, it was one of those. And just Itadori is just so narrowly focused. Like he just couldn't see beyond that elevator's perspective a little bit. So we have that interesting thing going on now with it. And he, you know, just basically has to chant the word and he could come out for a full minute, which in Sukuna time, mm-hmm. being that he could lay the ass whooping on like 95% of the characters yeah. or, or 99% that we know of so far um, is a long time. A minute's a long time. So, but he says he can't hurt anyone. Now, what interests me with this, especially was his keen interest he had with Fuji. And it flashes to him, and I'm like, whoa, what's your game here, dude? Because you're like, you know, technically speaking, once you let the, you know, animal out of the cage, like, we've established that he could rip out his heart and that he's like, oh, I don't really care, right? That was the whole thing that makes this interesting. He's like, I can live on. He's like, it might just take me another minute, but, like, I can do this. But for him to consciously make this contract knowing that he doesn't necessarily have to do it. And although, you know, it definitely benefits him in certain ways, um, you know, for him to go through with that was interesting and, you know, particularly interesting because he has Fuji in mind, right? Um, when, when he says that. So I'm like, what's the deal here? Are you going to try and turn him to your side? Are you going to, do you see something in him that's like even more latent ability than Itadori? Are you got like, what's your, what's your game here? You know? So, yeah, I definitely feel like it's so my thing with the with the Fuji scenario is that like we see it pop up again later uh, in the episode when he's with, uh, you know, the rest of the sorcerers and they're talking about training and they're training. I think they call it the uh, the exchange event, if I'm not mistaken. That's like the thing that they're all training for. Um, he Fuji then flashes back to the fight that they or that he had with uh, Sakuna in which he was talking to him about it. And then he has like that moment where he's like. Oh, I think I could do it. And because he he references specifically the fact that Sakuna claims that like if he were to, you know, with his potential, he could best a special grade uh like a special grade demon curse. Or, or curse. Um so yeah, which is interesting. It it definitely speaks to like some sort of dormant, you know, uh potential or power or ability that Fuji can possess. And I, I like how they sort of hint at this by when they're all with the sorcerers are all in that um, you know, part or camp whatever whatever wherever they're at their field um they're talking about like basically like combat strategy right they're like okay i do this so like what's the best way to cover up for said weakness and then fuji um goes into the fact that like because his um techniques like require both of his hands um it makes it so that like like that time that time is wasted essentially like when he has to summon demons so he's like oh i could probably cover my close combat with a weapon of some sort, but I'd lose time if it was something like a sword because I'd, I'd waste time having to sheathe and unsheathe it. Um, and so then one of the, uh, who I, if we got her name, I don't remember it, um, the, the senpai chick with the ponytail and I the, and the staff name, um, and the panda that <laughs> like worked with her, um, 
she's like, well, some people have uh, curses or, or demons or spirits or whatever that carry the weapons for them. Mm. And so that got me thinking, like, oh, I wonder if he... I, I, I see, like, a slow, steady progression with Fuji, and but but I feel like this, it's going to be, like, building up to something that's going to, you know, in later episodes, end up revealing itself to be like, oh, he's, like, he's got, like... <laughs> Again, like in Naruto, <laughs> I feel like he's going to have some sort of Sharingan thing where it's like he has an ability that's very specific in, in dealing with special grade curses that like no other sorcerer can utilize oh, okay. or, or wield, um, which I think is why Sukuna takes that interest in him. And he's like, I, you know, he's like, and I think that's why, again, you know, sort of harkening back, he was so willing to make this deal with Itadori because he's like, all right, I'll tell you what, I won't like. Let's make this deal. You know, you can call on me, and for sixty seconds, I'll like I'll come out and do whatever. And he's like, and I won't even hurt any of your friends. But yeah. like him saying that to Itadori is for Itadori to be like, oh, okay, cool. But in his mind, he's like, I'm also gonna be able to keep an eye on this Fuji kid because yeah. I because I know you know something something's going on. So I feel like that's that's definitely where that's that's what's going. There's like this weird triangle, right? Like this weird triple play going on between I feel like Fuji, Sukuna, and Itadori. Um, but yeah, it was definitely really cool. I like the, the fact that like in the episode here, we <laughs> we said it before, but like you really get a sense of like how little Itadori still knows about the world of like jujitsu sorcery and, and like being a, a sorcerer because like there's, you know, essentially, you know, later in the episode when Gojo breaks starts breaking it down for him, like there is, you know, there's a whole uh, technique side right to this that like he doesn't like you know in the physical department uh he even says like itadori is a step above a cut above the rest um but he has absolutely no leg in sorcery or how to use techniques or anything so i like that this episode existed because i like the way that they break down the lore and the technique and i like the way that he's like and when they were explaining even his training method i found myself at like the you know at the the first time that they like revealed it i was like oh wait what the fuck? what is the point of this but then he explains it, and i'm like oh okay well if the point is to like learn to master your emotions essentially right because that's how he was it feed, your uh cursed energy feeds off of negative um emotions and uh itadori's like oh so i just got to be pissed off all the time and it's like well no because it it, it kind of leans into um this weird thing of like you have to be able to call upon the emotions but you can't let you can't be consumed by them right because then that energy like the energy is is you know it's like a yin and yang thing um, which I found really cool. I really like the way this episode delves into like sort of the technicality, I guess, of being a sorcerer. Yeah, I love how they do it in such a simplistic way too. Like as you said, where he's explaining it as in electricity and appliances. Uh, I thought it was comical the way they did it. Like I was thoroughly laughing uh, throughout a lot of this episode and I was like really enjoying the explanation of this, um, which is something that we were talking about before where it's like certain shows might be like, oh my gosh, let's get this over with. Like the whole explanation of the power system and how it works. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like these moments because I'm like, oh, it's like I'm putting it together along with Itadori because obviously we're in the dark until they tell us something uh, being that we're not a part of this established world. But, and I do like this in particular where I like the fact that the power that they call from is relatively the same power that, you know, their enemies call from in a sense, right? It's just, they are uh, like manifestations of it or are utterly consumed by it, um, which is, you know, different than some of the route 
um, the routes that other shows take in that where it's like, okay, we use like our positive emotions, right? Maybe like, like these are alternatives they could have taken. Like we use our positive emotions to do that. Or if you're talking about something like if you're relating it to Star Wars, right? Like the Sith, you know, use their emotions to an utmost, sure, yeah, but yeah. the Jedi, it's not that they really use it. It's the suppression of emotions just mm. in general, right? But I like that this one is like, no, no, no. There is only one way to do this. It's fight fire with fire. It's just a matter of if you were going to be consumed by it or not, right? And that will be interesting going down the line because that obviously puts a, a limiter on how much they can do without being consumed by it and therefore becoming what they're fighting. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they, you know, how they utilize that and like what emotions they have to, you know, and again, which kind of feeds into the whole Fuji prediction here that like, okay, now that we know that, that they could at any point be swallowed up by the power that they use makes it even more interesting for me. And that's the thing that I'm curious to see, you know? Well, so one of the other things I found interesting to piggyback off that is that like, so after or in between um, that whole learning of the jujitsu sorcery and stuff and how it works in my mind up until this episode, I've kind of, I've been like, okay, we have, we've met like other curses and other, you know, demons, whatever, what have you. But like Sakuna has kind of been like the big guy, right? Like nobody has really rivaled him in turn other than Gojo. But again, I'm talking about specifically curses um, has rivaled him in terms of like in my head, at least and being like, Oh shit. Like this nigga's on screen. Like, fuck. Um, but that all changes in this episode when we meet the two people in the restaurant. Mm. Um, because one of the, one of the things that I pulled from the conversation is the fact that they specifically reference Gojo. So mm -hmm. we know they have some sort of beef with him and it implies obviously at the end of the episode that, you know, Gojo and, I don't know if it's like this curse specifically or if it's whatever group they're a part of or whatever um, has a score to settle with him uh, personally. Um, but they reference Gojo in the fact that they're like, yo, uh, <laughs> mind you, while this demon is quite casually and literally lighting niggas on fire, <laughs> like they're <laughs> matches. Crazy. Um, quite horrifically, might I add. I mean, this it's anime is weird because like, it can be funny and cute and whatever, but like when it wants to get horrific, it does it like that. And all of a sudden you're going from like, yeah. you know, Nabor like l getting thrown by a panda and laughing about shopping for clothes to niggas lighting on fire and like <laughs> scream. And it's like, um, but anyway, um, in their conversation while this is happening, he references, he says, Oh, so how strong do you think I am in terms of, uh, Sukuna? And he's like, oh, I'd say about eight or nine fingers, which is interesting because it then again, it brings up the complication, I guess, in the power struggle here that like while Sakuna might be one of the strongest curses in existence, that statement is the implication that of Sukuna when he has all his fingers. Right. So right now he has what to with Itadori, he has two. And even if Gojo or the Jujitsu sorcery team or whatever has, I think they said they have six. Right. Like. That's how many they found. Yeah, and they gave him. They gave, and they him, gave one, him one. So and they have five. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, oh yeah, he might yeah, have yeah. three fingers in total because yeah, he gets yeah, the first yeah. one. Right. They give him the second one, and then the. And then he. Yeah. I don't know if um, Sakuna eats that one though that he took from the special grade. He says, "I'll be taking this," but I don't know if he eats it. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, two, three, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it, again, it's in, it's just interesting because now I'm like it for me. I'm like oh, okay, now we have uh, natural conflict again because it's like there are curses. That could potentially take, I mean, like, I, I don't know, though, because I still feel like it depends on, I mean, I guess it's like no, sh like the circumstances, because like, okay, I feel like 
the implication here is that these curses could rival or even beat Sukuna, and that's why clearly this guy feels so confident that he can take Gojo, because from what we saw, again, at least from the first uh, altercation with Gojo and Sukuna, is that it, at that current state that he was at with the one finger, uh, like Gojo was m- m- using this dude's face to wipe the floor, right? Yeah. There was no there was no contest. And so this implies that like while Sukuna is still in this state of getting his fingers and trying to get this power back, um, he could potentially be mopped by another curse that like is just either naturally stronger or, you know, what by whatever means they gain the strength, um, they... Sukuna could lose a fight. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, no, that that is interesting, and and definitely, um, I'm very curious to see where. First of all, actually, that yeah, that restaurant scene. Just to go back to that for a second was insane, and it is really nuts in this show how they could go from like straight up comedy to like the most horrific thing because I up until that point was cracking up, right? Because we have the one employee, he's like, I've been saving money for my four younger sisters to go to college. And he's like, I cannot go to that table. And then he goes, he goes, I quit. And then he runs out hilarious. The guy's like, whew, that AC kicking in here. And then oh, just all of a sudden bursts into flames. You're like, oh my gosh, dude. And it was like, then everyone, yeah, that was absolutely nuts. And not going to lie, that curse kind of looked like a goofball. Like I did not expect him to oh, yeah. be as strong as he was. I was not scared until he started lightning. Exactly. And then he's just like... I thought his head was just for show, like you just, you know what I mean? Like something at the science fair. No, he just obliterated that entire restaurant. That one guy is just totally unfazed by it, who I'm I'm assuming, I don't know if this is, was blatantly stated before because the weeks get long and we watch a lot of anime and talk a lot, but uh, I can't remember if he specifically is part of the... Um, of the uh, Jujutsu Sorcerers organization and is a a traitor, but an unknown traitor to them right now. And I think that's the case. Or if he's just like, I was part of them before and like it's and known that I'm against I, yeah. them, etc. Um, because I know we got our answer um, to when we were like, oh, why they send these kids in? Like that was ridiculous. And we find out actually that was the intention to try and kill them, right? Yeah. So I would assume, you know, he knows a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. And so basically he tells them earlier, he's like, listen, there's a, there's one... There's two things you got to do to to beat these sorcerers once and for all. It's get rid of Gojo and and revive Sukuna, um, and you're good. You're in the clear, right? Because you just took away their king and you you installed yours. Um, so yeah, that's definitely why they want him dead. But this this guy, this Cyclops volcano man, is just definitely in for a, a world of hurt. I have to say, I would assume once he finally confronts him, because I think he's uh, he's a little too big for his britches type thing, uh, and he's gonna need his whole squad. But I'm curious to see if the human or, you know, the guy that's with them um, participates in that fight or if he's like, I'll let you all go do your own thing. Um, that'll be really interesting to see. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see. But Yeah, and I, so, you know, I don't know if you had anything else to say about that part of the episode, but to move ahead a little bit um, to the sort of the tail end here, uh, we have the, we have Itadori's training, right? So, it's again, it's implied that like everybody in the source, you know, all the Jujutsu sorcerers in some way, shape, or form are all training, um, I guess, for this exchange event. And actually, when Itadori earlier in the episode gets revived, um, Gojo specifically states, he's like, "Yo, on the on the re- the report or the record, or whatever, can you still make it set like make it so that Itadori is dead or proclaimed dead?" Um, and she's like, "Oh, like okay, you want him like you want to like you know." make basically like make it a surprise or whatever that he's back. Um, and Gojo says, well, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll make sure to reveal that he's back at the, uh, at the exchange event. So it, I, again, sorry, immediately got uh, Naruto vibes <laughs> from the tuning exam when, 
Kikashi's like, when after Sasuke gets knocked out, yeah, Kikashi's yeah. like, don't worry, I'll train him up. And then, like, you don't hear anything from either of them until the, the they're basically almost late for the tuning exams, mm-hmm. and they roll up with that dope-ass fucking entrance. Um, where I'm like, oh, okay, I see. So Gojo's kind of going to just take Itadori's side and make him, like, a low-key badass with uh, Sorcerer Energy or uh, Cursed Energy. Um, which is, So it's cool. And, and so... The method, though, that they're using to train, again, I mentioned earlier, at first I, like, almost scoffed at because I'm like, okay, but, like, what's – or in my head I was like – because I understood what the point of it was, so then in my mind I was like, okay, but there's got to be a more effective way to do that. But then when he introduced the um, what, the cursed doll, right, that he yeah. – uh, then I was like, oh, okay, okay, so that, like, that was cool because it ties, <laughs> ties that back in. And it made you know it made it so it's like oh, okay well if the idea again it reminds me of um, Demon Slayer, you know how in so in Demon Slayer they um, one of the main like you know methods of of combat or fighting is uh, breathing techniques mm-hmm. right and so the whole idea is that like you have to be hundred percent focused when using these techniques on your breathing and the and the way you control it uh, you know either amplifies or you know enhances like how strong your attacks are like after the fact but then once Tanjiro and his crew subsequently learned like that ability there, uh, you know, it gets stacked on top of itself of being like, okay, well what you just learned is like kind of literally like the grade school, like, like that's the base entrance, like every demon slayer who's anybody needs to know that, but total concentration, full breathing or whatever the actual name is, um, is kind of like the actual standard, which means like a hundred percent of the time on and off the clock, like you need to be able to control, you need to be at the level of breath control, but like while doing anything and everything, even sleeping. And so that's what, that's the vibes I got from this where it's like, no, 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 you need to, like, I'm telling you what curse energy is and how to use it, but you need to be so good at it that like constantly every second of every day, like you're monitoring these emotions and you'd be able to whip out curse energy, like at a moment's notice. And it's like, I, uh, so then with the whole idea of the movies and like keeping it's like literally he has to learn to compartmentalize and like, uh, you know, do two things at once. And like, so I actually really like the way that this is implementing the idea of cursed energy as it's like, it's this thing that feeds off negative energy and emotion. But again, to be in that state actually all the time is, I mean, as we know in real life, pretty is a dangerous place to be. So this compartmentalizing of it. Um, I think is cool because one, it's going to teach Itadori obviously the technicality how to use it, but I think it's going to do a lot for the character development side of him too, where it's like, oh, okay, now he's going to be he's going to learn that like everything isn't as simple, especially in the world of, of Jujutsu sorcery, as like running up and punching things or you know, it's like so I, I really like this method. I really like the way, excuse me, I just like the way Gojo. I, I, well, first of all, I just like Gojo as a character, but I, I like the way that he teaches. Uh, these like you know the students because he even has a, a you know a statement that he makes at the end of the episode when he's in the limo or when in the car um the fact that yeah like relatively speaking at least for him it'd be pretty easy to kind of just roll up into the high like head honchos and just like murder all of them he's like but that's not it doesn't do anything right that just gets rid of them he's like i want to establish a new uh, you know a new jujitsu uh sorcerer world i want to make this a better place you know a better uh organization or whatever than when I found it, which is, you know, in, at least in my opinion, pretty noble. Um, and that's why he turned to education. That's why he turned to teaching people because he wants people to follow in his stead. He wants people, his ideas and his, you know, um, goals to move and live on past him, um, which, you know, might be sooner than we think because not immediately after that does this, you know, he sends off the guy in the car cause he senses it, but he gets jumped by 
volcano head man <laughs> and uh you know who clearly I, like i said before i'm not almost positive has a score of some sign of some kind to settle with with gojo because well, yeah he, they just need him out because it's get rid of him revive sakuna yeah and, you know what yeah I mean? and that's in, true and so. it's like but so it's interesting to me because he again when earlier he stated he's like okay uh talking about the volcano guy that his strength like currently rivals at like eight to nine fingers of sakuna if we're talking terms of strength um so i wonder a, where that puts it, because in the episode they imply that like, he's like, oh, so I could probably take Gojo, and the guy's like, yeah, probably, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's not like a definitive yes or no. So I wonder if like the guy knows that this the guy's getting in over his head, but he's using him I think as a way of, of like, he's like, okay, he's eight or nine fingers, and Gojo killed him pretty, like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because um, regardless, I think that guy... Uh, wins this this competition either way, right? If if the demon wins, then he gets rid of Gojo. Perfect. If the demon loses, he gets to gauge where Gojo strengths that, and then where he needs to take his plan next in order to uh, you know effectively get rid of Gojo. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think this guy, I personally am of the mind that he knows that Gojo is going to whoop his ass, um, and he's just going to maybe use him as a gauge to see how bad he whoops his ass, or you know what other steps he has to take to actually get rid of Gojo. Um, yeah, I think that's his play. I think, like you said, he wins either way. But I, I think he knows full well that this demon's going to get this. This curse is going to get mollywopped, um, which will be interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, you basically summed up too. I, I was going to say, you know, I'm curious to see, you know, what exactly Gojo's vision of the new and improved Jujutsu school is, right? And and to me. I, I took that as a little bit more of a, oh, okay, Gojo, like not so much as like a noble thing, although it can be perceived as that and depending on what it is, you know, but me, it was like, oh, you know, cause he's like, I'm not much of a teacher. He's like, I'm going to education to me. It was like, oh, so you're trying to indoctrinate these kids in your way of thinking, you know what I mean? Because like your way might not necessarily be correct, but you, you need disciples essentially. So, um, you know, which could be. Not the case. It's it's really a noble thing. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. But I'm curious to know what Gojo wants to change so strictly about it, and like you know, flip the whole thing on its head. Um, I'd assume they're setting him up to be where it's like a pretty noble cause. Uh, I would be pretty uh, blown away if they revealed him as like a bad guy uh, at this point. Uh, I don't think they can afford to because he's like their trump card on the good side. Um, but I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But. Anyway, folks, those are our thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen Episode 6, Heavy Rain. Again, make sure if you guys like the content that you are liking, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends, and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of our discussion on this topic, this episode? What do you think of this episode in general yourself? What do you think of Jujutsu Kaisen as a whole so far? But until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the flip. Peace. Peace. Screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls though. Who likes seeing parts fly?